0: Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Connell. Danny back to throw for a he his tight end and Raja Bell. Bell
1: Twenty two for It's all the future of football right before
2: your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me.
1: All right, welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Connell and Raja Bell. We got a ton of stuff to get to. A lot of NBA playoffs in action. Some NHL too. I don't know how deep we're going to go into that. But first, deep. my man, my boy Raja here is looking ripped what you're back in the gym <laughs> you're all into
3: instagram videos video.
1: he's what?
2: posting videos how sore are you i on a scale of one to ten i'm at a seven today
3: wow <laughs> only because I've they to... kind
2: of
1: eased me in like all I, right because you know, i saw you doing some form of uh squat like and combined with arms yes. and anytime like if you don't do legs even if it's three months or a couple months I can never, like, it takes me three days to get back to just being able to walk, but the best thing to do is to get back and get another
2: and workout. it's a right. good
3: feeling, right? Like, it, when you're sore, you're like, okay, I, I still got this a little bit. So
2: the, oh, it's the best feeling. The way I feel is if if you can motivate yourself to get through the soreness and get back to the gym today, you're fine. But if I flake out this afternoon, I'm going to be in, like, a world of pain
1: all
3: week. Well, now you got to put it on Instagram again. There we go. All That's right. right. That's all
1: right, let's do it. Let's talk some sports. What do you got for us, Hannah?
3: All right, it was a happy and a very good Drew Holiday last night that helped propel the Pelicans to a 111 to 102 victory and a 2-0 series lead. Anthony Davis chipped in 22 and 13 while Rajan Rondo nearly tallied a triple-double. New Orleans stole two on the road. Now they head home for game 3 on Thursday.
2: Uh yeah, I th- I thought from the jump that this was going to be a really tough series for the Blazers. Uh the Pelicans have two really good guards. I mean, clearly they have Anthony Davis, but Rajan Rondo and Drew are two really good big um in stature type of guards that could pose a lot of problems for McCollum and Dame Lillard. Uh, the human story here is interesting to me because, you know, holidays had a lot to deal with in his personal life and, and injuries. Um, you know, his wife's brain tumor while she was pregnant with their first child. And so, um, for a while he, he even alluded to it. Like he was in a kind of dark place and it speaks to like athletes being human, you know, and sometimes fans don't really look at that side of it. They think they're just these machines that are supposed to go out there and produce, regardless of whatever is going on off the court. And that affects you as a person and it can creep into your work life. And so I think he says that he's in a good place now. His home life is stable. Injuries are okay. He thanks his team for helping him get over that and I think that's a pretty cool story.
1: I think this speaks to the competitiveness of the West. Like how I mean they're only a game back in the regular season, uh, from being, you know, right. possibly flipping flip flopping those seeds that were together. But I do think that Portland was probably a little bit overrated, and I look at them as a team that's supposed to kind of take that next step yeah. uh, with some of these younger players, and they just they've completely failed to do that. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because it without Boogie Cousins, no less, without that Bo- New Orleans is doing this.
2: That's what you know? I the my first thought was like, what would this team look like with Boogie? Cousins? Right, you know, like and and maybe it's addition by subtraction. Like it remains to be seen when they drop him back in. But the problem with Portland and you know we always talk about it, but but I don't think people really hear it. Playoffs is hard to win with small guards. If they're your lead guy, it's hard to win with small guards. And they have two relatively small guards.
3: All right, staying in the NBA, the Celtics counted out by many can count to two now as they take another one from the Bucks. Boston one twenty Milwaukee. 106 on Tuesday as Jalen Brown and Terry Rozier combined for 53 points and eight three pointers filling in for both Kyrie Irving and Marcus smart Rozier playing exceptional basketball, but the guy guarding him apparently hasn't taken notice (laughs) when asked about his assignment, Eric Bledsoe replied, I don't know who the bleep that is
1: a word ultimate disrespect right there.
3: That's crazy.
1: Okay.
2: Well, I like what Terry Rozier said. Terry Rozier said something to the effect of like, I don't even get into all of that. Um, I'll give, I'll talk about Brad Stevens later in in the show, but I got to give a lot of credit to all of these dudes with this next man up mentality. Uh, first time on big stages. I mean, Terry Rozier's played in playoff games before, but never starting. Uh, Jalen Brown type, same type of deal. Like these are, these are guys seizing opportunities and making the most of them in terms of, um, um, cutting their playoff teeth. And I think it's really cool from a player's perspective. Clearly the coach has put them in a really good position, but like really dope for them.
3: And over to another series where we find ourselves at 2-0 is the Raptors and the Wizards with a record-setting performance from Toronto last night. The Raps scored 44 first-quarter points, a playoff record, 76 at the half, a playoff record, and won 130-119. to John Wall looked great with 29-9, and but DeMar DeRozan even better, pouring in 37.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Wizards, the, uh, I had this one wrong. I thought it was going to be a little bit more competitive, but uh, when, when the, the here's the problem. The Raptors' guards never really do this in the playoffs, and so if they're going to do it, I mean, they, they have a chance to come out of the East. Did you see our boy
1: Kelly Oubre, what he said after the game? No, what he Because he said? was getting tried by Drake during the game. And then after he's doing press after the game talking about it, and he's kind of laughing about it. And he's like, oh, that's my guy, though. I see him in the summertime. We, we pretty much run the streets of L.A. together on the A-list tip, not in the hood way. He's a great rapper. Like, he's laughing about their – interaction during the game and you just got smoked and you're down to well. like not a good I, look i can't i can't stand when guys just don't have the awareness of when to have fun in an interview and when just not say anything yeah not a good look
3: what did drake say to him
1: he called him a bum because you know oh. drake's always talking trash right like yeah so he was just talking trash. literally what game. he does for a living. <laughs> <Right. laughs> totally fine well he's a bandwagon fan too
3: that's true all right over to the mlb now shohei otani's outing against the boston red sox was hyped but ultimately Over quickly, The rookie sensation removed after just two innings with a blister on his right middle finger, looking much different than his first two starts. Boston's Mookie Betts with three home runs and a 10-1 victory over the Angels.
1: I was bummed about this one because I've been really excited about the Otani story, potentially changing the way that baseball goes about things. And now that he's got this blister issue, which he said he's had before in Japan, but he was able to pitch through it. I wonder if they go back in that old, this is what happens when you have a guy who does both. It's too much wear and tear. Let's go to one or the other. I really hope they don't do that because I think you're going to miss out on incredible talent. Hopefully, it's just a hiccup in what hopefully is a special season for Shohei Itani.
3: A blister would ruin my day. I can't even imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Heels or yeah, foot blister? for Yeah. All right, guys, the biggest story ever. You Break ready? it down, Raja. Exciting night on the ice. Blue Jackets and Capitals have seen all three games go to overtime. Tuesday, it was Washington finally capitalizing in extra time, winning 3-2 to two in double overtime. They still trail in that series, 2-1. to one. Meanwhile, a party in the desert as the Las Vegas Knights, the first team to advance the second round with a sweep of the Kings. I don't think
2: anybody in L.A. saw that one coming with the, with the Golden Knights, um, handling that like that. But look, hey – when, you, when you're when you going to run the power play that often, See? all right? you're going to be on the yeah. power play like that. Yeah. You're going to give yourself a lot of opportunities, short man, right? those one-timers going in the back of yeah. the net, like upper 90 side netting and all the good stuff. I don't know. Side netting. I love it, though. That's great. I felt like Will
1: Ferrell in, the caps uh, in old school when They're they just... Caps. Right, you,
2: know? caps you guys are, are all and in
3: has, on the Knights, though, right?
1: Let's, let's rock it. Alex Ovechkin. Yeah, the Knights actually do like the story. Alright, let's keep it moving with some like it, love it, or hate it. First up, Brad Stevens is the best coach in the NBA. Like it, love it, or hate it. I
3: love it. Ooh. I do. He is a rare thing. I, I,
2: look, there are some really, really good coaches in the NBA, and let me go down the list of names. Right? Yeah. All right. We're gonna say Al Horford. This is their rotation: Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, um, Terry Rozier, Marcus Morris. If I said those names, okay, that's a solid like backup unit, like solid role yeah. player type dudes, right? That those are their breadwinners right now, and then if I go to like to the back, you're talking about Shane Larkin, who if I'm not, mis- I don't even know if he was on the roster to start the season. Greg Monroe, who has been bounced around, and a, and a name Gershon Yabusele, yeah, like that's who they're playing right now. And I want to give a lot of credit to all of the cats that are stepping up and and having huge playoff performances and proving um, people like me wrong, like that they can be breadwinners in the NBA, carry teams. But what they do offensively and defensively and the way they've been programmed to play is clearly a reflection on Brad Stevens. When I watch them versus Milwaukee, Milwaukee is kind of ISO, no attention to detail offensively. When they're not getting the ball, they're not making sharp cuts. There's no urgency when you're running into a screen and then sprinting to the rim. When I watch Boston play offense, everything is done at pace. Everything is done efficiently. Everything is done with a purpose. And when you're running off, I mean, that's the difference between two evenly matched teams. If one of them is operating like that they become way better than the team that's just kind of going through the motions. And that is a reflection on your coach, the way you practice, the way you've been prepared. And so for that reason, Brad Stevens, with the cast he's got right now, best coach in the NBA.
1: I love it too. And a lot of it has to do with that cast that you have. Because I think that's has to come into consideration when you talk about how great coaches are. Like Greg Popovich, a lot of people I'm sure would say, well, what about all the championships he's got? Well, he had a big three uh, in some of the be- you know Hall of Fame players yes. that were on his roster. Right. Steve Kerr got, you know, the super team of the NBA right now, you look around and you look at what he's doing with less and they've gotten progressively better and he's developed players and they have a system in place that actually works. I love it too. Yeah. So I'm, I'm firmly on board. All right. Next up, like it, love it, or hate it. The Raptors, they are the best threat to win the East. Like it, love it, or hate it.
2: I like it right now. I, I, I don't love it because I need to see what Cleveland looks like. Yeah. Right. Um, But I like it because... Where in years past Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan have not lived up to their regular season performances in the playoffs, at least DeMar DeRozan seems to have it figured out right now. And then if DeMar DeRozan has it figured out, Kyle Lowry hasn't been fantastic, but he hasn't been bad. So you can afford for him to be okay. Okay and then they've got a bunch of guys around um that are that are making huge contributions uh Delon it's not Delon right but his younger brother um from Utah what's it's all good i don't it doesn't really matter um Jakob Pertle um they've got guys up there that are that are really you know Norman Powell Serge Ibaka. they have guys that are that are playing great roles and excelling in those roles but you need one of those two if not two of them to really be playing at their at their all-star level and you've got DeMar DeRozan doing that um, the rest of the East is, it's just up for grabs. So, yeah, I like it, uh, pending what Cleveland does tonight.
1: Yeah, I hate it because I don't think we've learned anything about this team. They've been, yeah, yeah they've gotten over that game one hump, and right. they've, but they've been playing the comfy confines of home, which is a great home court advantage. They've been playing against the Wizards, who aren't exactly a juggernaut when you think about it. Right. John Wall's been banged up. He's, you know, he's not playing at 100%. So, I still need to see more. I would tend to agree with you though on the like it aspect, cause it's like, alright, well who then, who's the team that you love to win it all? I think the Sixers, I think we kind of wrote them off really fast because they didn't beat the Heat, but ultimately I think they win that series. Right. And I am firmly on board. Like I, as much as I hated what I saw from Cleveland in game one, you do feel like they can turn it around and get this thing back going, especially if LeBron kind of takes over. Alright. How about I like this one, cause I can't wait to hear your point. Alright. Like it, love it, or hate it. Joel Embiid. <clears throat> going off on his Instagram account saying, quote, after losing that game too, I was talking about, effing sick and tired of being babied. Love it. Oh, stop. Get out of here, you millennial. No,
3: I feel like it's good for him to show his frustration. Like I I think that it gets fans kind of inside his perspective. I'm just confused because I don't know if this is really a case of him being babied. Like, isn't was this their plan all along? Yeah, he's Put been babied
1: his entire career well, for good reason.
3: Yeah, cuz he's saw, he's not soft.
2: Prone. He's injury prone. Right. Um, you know why I hate this because you could have achieved the same like optics, which is basically letting everyone know that that you actually want to play by doing it a different way on social media. He could have come out and said um anything. You're really frustrated right now, guys. You're right. If you're listening to me, please let me play. I just want to go out there you didn't have to go out there and say effing sick and tired of being baby. Like that is throwing your whole medical staff, everyone in that organization who has your best interest at heart, like under the bus. And right. I don't, I don't, I, for that Thank reason, you. I don't Take, think Walk that up. back.
3: Okay, I'm going to walk, I'm going to walk my passion. I love that
2: back. he's fired up and that he wants to play. Sure. fantastic. I just right. think you could have achieved, you could achieve the same goal going about it differently. The wording could have been completely different and everyone would be saying the same thing.
1: Right. I love that Joel Embiid wants to play. Right. I, I hate it for that fact. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think how much? What percentage do you think of him not playing in Game Two? Is the coaches and medical staff, and what percentage of it do you think is Joel Embiid's decision? Like, do you think he is zero? He has zero input, or do you think he's there's a conversation and he says, "I can play," or do you well, think in, the medical staff three. doesn't even give him that option? No, in Game Two, the one they just had. Because well, I think, because I think, it was, I, th- I think he had no input. You do because
2: I mean, if you had any input, then 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 you can't send out a tweet like this. Like, right. You can't say I'm being babied. If you went out and said, hey, man, look, I don't think I can go tonight. Um, my question I is a valid question. I don't know every injury like Richard Hamilton had or like right. Ron had. Or right. You Kobe see had. a mask. You see guys play before. But, like, why? why and it's different than, like, a knee or something. Unless you're telling me there can be irreparable damage and he might lose an eye right? if he gets hit in again. Right. Anything short of that, put his ass back out there. And right. Like,
1: and he cleared concussion protocol before the game started, so he could have been cleared. I think so. I because I, I was I was curious if there's any player like if LeBron wasn't a situation like this, I feel like he could have overruled the staff. That's yeah. kind of the point I'm getting to. Like, I wonder, yeah, okay. and I don't think Joe Ellen's beat. Well, he's, he's still not baby. there yet. He's, he's still, still a baby. baby. Exactly.
2: He doesn't so. have the clout to go over there and tell him, "Look, man, I don't. look I'm playing." So you either figure out how
1: to put yeah. something on my face or don't.
2: Exactly.
3: Right. And you what know he what? Said was kind of whiny. I feel like if I was friends with him, I would have been like, "You should delete that." Seriously.
1: But. Yeah. But then it's too late. Once it's out there, they got it's the screen grab. It's too late. It's pulled like a
3: weird way. Like when you see it, you're like, "Oh, that's what's going through your mind." Like, and the Sixers, it as a fan. they probably,
1: maybe they, they maybe they said he's clear, but we blew them out by 30 in Game One. Let's see if we can. Right. Steal a game and get him an extra game That's of rest. I mean, that was my question. Look, I understand and it from that. All point. that. What do you do game three? You gotta play him now. No. Yeah. No. Heck yeah, you gotta play him. You're saying no? it <laughs> about. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, there. Miami. I want to see win, yeah. I, I would wait until you see how things go over game in Miami three. in game three. So if you steal game three.
2: In
1: in game four. He's playing. Hold on a second. You don't think he's playing? I have no
2: idea. I'm saying
3: no.
1: Especially after he comes out with this tweet, I'm, I'm putting him out it. there. No. Look, I would have played him. I'd be like, punishment is served. All right.
3: Sit down. So he hasn't been
1: cleared oh. by the doctors, apparently. So we'll see how that goes uh, if he does get cleared. But it's funny how the doctors' decisions get impacted by the way the series plays right, out. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> let's see that one. All right. Next up, like it, love it, or hate it. Ty Lue came out and said, you know what? LeBron James needs to be more aggressive. I love it because I think the way that Cleveland has any success this season or this postseason is if LeBron takes over the game and I- goes bully ball, goes shooting, does everything for this team. I agree 100%. You're dealing with a bunch of guys
2: uh, who haven't been there and done that. And I think LeBron treated game one like he had that old Cavs team with Kyrie where everybody's going to get a little taste. I'm just going to do, you know, a very – well, he wasn't great efficiency-wise. But the basic LeBron game, Mm -hmm. like not the not the I got to carry this team mentality because for the last few years he's only had to carry it like when somebody else couldn't get it done, when Kyrie couldn't it done or when Kevin loved. They were constructed differently. This team, dude, you got to carry it. And then once those guys see you doing it, maybe they step up and give you the performances that you need to support that. But if you're going to be out there and not try to dominate the game, you guys are going to lose. So I'm, I love it too.
1: All right. I
3: think he was doing that though, because he's like pacing himself.
2: There's no pacing yourself at this point. You yeah. Pace yourself all season. Although he played 82. Um, yeah. You
1: But it's postseason. No. But and yeah. you need the way to pace yourself. The way to get rest is to sweep the pace. Of course. That's he, how you get knows extra that. rest. Right. Knows that. And then then he didn't. Right. And so that's why I think they are in a bit of trouble. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right. Let's get to some NFL talk because I think Aaron Rodgers has every right. To, you would. Uh, exactly. You would. I would. Yeah, absolutely. It's the most know. important uh, position <laughs> in know. sports. So sources told uh, Yahoo Sports that Rodgers is frustrated and emotional oh, that he didn't have any input oh, in the decisions. He
3: commented back.
1: He did. But they like, they basically they didn't retain his quarterback coach, Alex Van Pelt, and they cut his his best friend, his favorite receiver, Jordy Nelson. Listen. I think you should. I don't think you let him have the ultimate decision, but I think you should run it by Aaron Rodgers. He's the face of your franchise, maybe the best quarterback in the league outside no. of Tom Brady.
2: Let me give you another miami All
1: right, let's hear right. it.
2: If you cry, what the baby gonna do? <laughs> all right. So Aaron, if you cry, what's the baby gonna do, bro? All right. Come on, man. Cry. Like you're a professional athlete. You make twenty five million dollars a year over the next two years. Like average, you'll be a'ight. All right. Like they trust your front office to do what they do. No, I'm just joking. With all jokes aside, yeah, I do think because I say the same thing for NBA. You know, players like LeBron James. Yeah, players
1: teams, with status.
2: You need to. You need to. They can't be the sign off on your deal because you have a job to do as a general manager or a player personnel guy. So it's your job, but you certainly want to consult a bit with a guy like that who is going to have to play with whoever you're bringing in as to whether or not they think that can work. I think, I think that there should be some communication between
1: the two players that have the status that Aaron Rodgers does, that LeBron James has, that Kobe had. Um, you know, you go, that Tom Brady has like they're, they're there for a reason because they're really good, but they're also smart. And they also can give you valuable input that you might not be able to see as a general manager. And right. I think if you went to, to Aaron Rodgers and explained to him the salary cap situation with Jordy Nelson, you told him, and maybe you told him the issues you had with Alex Van Pelt as quarterback coach, and just laid it out before him, he could give you his input. But I think he'd be much more understanding of the decisions you make and, and understanding they have to. It's a cutthroat business. Now Aaron Rodgers did come out and he kind of laughed about it. He posted a tweet. Saying, you know, hey, because Green Bay Packers put it on official video and it almost felt like, uh, Russian, like propaganda because it like basically silenced all of these reports that were coming out. And Aaron Rodgers was like, Hey, it wasn't hot takey enough. Like, go, you know, give me some more juice. Right, right. And he's like, everything's going to be fine because ultimately I think it will be, but I do think deep down his feelings were hurt.
2: Probably. And if I'm being honest and, and I've said it before, I, they're not. I don't think they've done a great job of surrounding him with the weapons. Oh, it's been his brutal. His talents deserve. Oh, well, like, he hasn't had anybody. So if he doesn't trust them to be making the great calls, I think the, the, that lack of trust is earned on their part at this point. So, um, but I'm with you, dude. Like, stop crying, number one, because I don't want you crying. But I agree that they should have had some kind of cons- consultation with him. And to but find
3: he it. did come out and say, "I don't want to meddle." Right between this, you know, I understand my role as a quarterback. I like that he handled I like it that perfectly. Too, but I agree. Aaron. The whole point of like whining in the beginning, just don't.
1: Right. And what's he, the thing is, and this is what drives me nuts about today's media. A lot of it was sources. What right. I'm hearing, it was right. a friend of his said he was complaining yeah. like, yeah, maybe he's having a couple of beers with some of his boys and he's like, this sucks. Like, let, right. it's okay. Like he can do that. It doesn't true. have to get out in the media. I think that's what he was kind of getting at. All right. This, the NFL draft season is close to coming to an end. Thank God, because I cannot wait to be done with mock drafts and every other, where's this player going? Where's this player going? And a lot of times the quarterback class is dominates the discussion because it's the position everybody likes to talk about. Everybody's familiar with the names. And this draft class has been compared to the class of 83, the class of 04. You, know, you had some Hall of Famers that right. that came out of that one that will come out of that one. The guys are still playing. I think these comparisons are ridiculous. I think this really? class is so overhyped it's driving me nuts that doesn't mean I don't think they'll get drafted. Like there's they're going to be five quarterbacks for sure taking the first round, maybe six, but that doesn't mean they're going to be great because they have flaws, significant flaws in each one. I think you'll be lucky to get one Hall of Famer out of this class. Hold the phone. Really? Hold the phone. Yeah. Hold that. And Sean Payton, head hold, coach, so it's not it. just me, not just me, not just hot take Danny. Yeah. Sean Payton What'd feels the same way because he said he wouldn't be surprised if Sam Darnold is the only QB left standing after four to five years in the NFL. So I'm holding. Go.
3: I just need to know the Buffalo Bills situation. <laughs> yes. Like, is that quarterback well, going to be a disappointment? Is, is he Here's be the, the problem. Is,
1: who's, who's your guy that would? If do you I would go. Like, I would lean Baker Mayfield. You think Baker's going to be the one? But I think it's that, very risky. Right. Wait, I got, you think but, he's
3: going to be the one to succeed the most?
1: I like him the most out of this class. Ugh. Yeah. I
3: don't. Now, the, the,
1: the, like Josh Allen is the big guy, right? He's yeah. got all the physical yes. tools, but he struggled. Sam Darnold's the safe pick because he like played Sam at USC. Darnold. I like Sam Darnold, too. I think he's probably going to go number one. Josh Rosen has the attitude. Like, all of them have, like, these significant flaws. Right. Attitude is uh, fine. Josh Rosen's my guy. Yeah. You like Josh Rosen. Yeah, I, I do. Like Rose. I don't know why. I just, A lot of talk about him going to the Patriots, that they're, you those. know, possibly moving up to Jackson. Here's the issue that I have. If you are in a desperate place for a quarterback, sort of like the Bills and sort of like the Jets, then I don't have a problem with you taking one. But if you're the Browns and you have Tyrod Taylor, who you traded for, who is a good quarterback, he's not great, he's not elite, he's a good quarterback, go get with the first pick, take Saquon Barkley, with the fourth pick, take Bradley Chubb, and you have now have the two best players, the best offensive player available and the best defensive player in this draft. And worry about the quarterback later. Like, you have a pretty good one. Now, that's interesting. Now Brands, that's Browns, anti, fans, like, that's not what the NFL school of thought exactly. is. Exactly. But right? that, but what's driving me nuts is I think the NFL school of thought is wrong. Like, right. say, hey, let's just take a quarterback because we need one. No, uh, don't take one if they're bad or. let we'll have
3: Nate risky. Peterman.
1: <laughs> but you've also. well, <laughs> that's why I think they're desperate. And I think they should. I think they should just take one because they kind of have to. Right. Right. You
2: know? But if you hit on a quarterback now and you get him on that rookie, that
1: rookie deal, um, it's cheap. The risk is not as great as it was before. Like Sam Bradford was the last quarterback of the last rookie wage scale. Right. He made fifty million guaranteed on that first one. Nowadays, you can take one and only have to guarantee him like twenty to twenty-five. And how million long is
2: half. how long is the NFL rookie pay scale? Like when you it's like you're four first years, runner. I think. So you control that, and the model of building around like a, a cheap quarterback. Or, or, or putting in a quarterback that's not an apex predator like in the league and then spending a lot of money around the right. has been productive.
1: Right. right? Case so, Keenum just had an incredible year with the Vikings. Right. They didn't even keep him. Like they're like, yeah, we're going to go out and spend more to get a guy who's more viable. Russell Wilson was a third round pick. Like you, uh, Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. Like there are quarterbacks out there that don't have to be Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers if you surround them. But the only way you can surround them with good talent is if you draft well and you sign guys and you, you don't spend all your money and take these home run shots when you don't have to. Right. But it's not the uh, most favorite uh, tactic from NFL fans. All right. NFL is under attack. I firmly believe this. I think the science is flimsy at best, but I think fear is terrifying fans. I think even players yeah. uh, to a lot to a lot of extent. Uh, so the NFL and college football are reacting. They're changing the rules. You're changing the way the game is played, and it's driving me nuts because I think it's a violent sport. I don't think it'll ever be safe unless you just completely say, all right, let's take off the pads and have them play 7-on-7, seven seven, which ultimately I think that's where we'll be in 20 years. But uh, college football is trying to deal with the safety issues. Uh, kickoffs have been a major source of concern because they're running full speed, there's bigger collisions. Right. So they have uh, instituted a new rule where teams can fair catch any kickoff inside their 25-yard line for a touchback to the 25. It uh, is the way it already was, only 40% of kickoffs were returned? I think that number will drop. It's not the biggest deal in the world. I just get frustrated when everything seems so reactionary, and it's, oh, we're going to make the game safe. It is not a safe sport. Stop trying to make it that. That's my point. Yeah, I mean –
2: yeah, and you're fun like I don't love when they start changing the like fundamentally changing the game, right? Like you're right. going to start fundamentally changing and stripping things out of the game. It's a slippery slope. That's all I'll say to that. Like because there's always an argument that that this play is is more dangerous than that play. You're going to strip all the plays that you deem
1: more dangerous than other plays like this right. specific I don't know what how if- you what if you go goal line? Like those yeah. are more physical. They're, they're just. What if a guy has open field and he's sprinting for twenty yards? Like, is that a you can't touch him? You open Pandora's a
2: box. Exactly. Like, I just don't think if you don't want to play the sport, don't play the sport.
1: Right. And right? stop complaining about it now. I'm all in favor of getting more information on concussions. Sure, taking par- getting players off the field if they've been concussed, like yeah. being uh, taking every precaution. Headshots, absolutely, all, of that, all right? that. Let's start. let try to eradicate it from the game. But when you start changing the actual fundamentals of the game, then you're going, you're crossing the line. All right, how about some Rajah rules? Word. We need some more of those. Okay. How about Micah Hyde's suggestion? We, maybe we might have heard this from you. I think at one point. So the Bills uh, defensive back actually came out and he said the QBs should be fined for throwing dangerous passes over your head, which I think you suggested this
2: on this podcast, didn't you? Uh, I don't know that mine was verbatim what he said, but I do think that quarterbacks should have to... Oh, hold on a there second. There is some penalty for throwing and no leading way. the receiver. This is what I think. I think if you Last throw a, if you throw a ball over the middle that puts one of your receivers in, in, in harm's way and they get cracked, well, then that for the next, let's say, two offensive set of downs, you should be a legal target to get hit. <laughs> they shouldn't be able to throw the 15-yard penalty for a defender like putting his helmet in your ear hole. If you just laid someone out across the middle, you true. are now fair game for the next two
1: two sets of downs that on offense. True. Talk about changing the way the game is played. I don't love it because a lot of times quarterbacks get hit right as they throw. The ball might slip. Yeah, I think quarter- it's hey, fun quarterbacks to about. take a pound. In It'll there. never happen, but I love you, Micah Hyde. Uh, keep, keep trying to change the game. All right. Let's do some use your head. Debo came up with a good one here. How about LeBron James? This is actually pretty ironic the way this unfolded. Story is so interesting. I love it because LeBron James uh, and Nick Saban had a little feud uh, yeah. a few weeks ago. If you remember, Nick Saban had a talk show, you know, TV series that was on, and they would sit around the barbershop, and they would talk. So LeBron James is like, "Hold up, that was my idea," mm-hmm. and it was kind of funny because we've had movies, we've had so many TV shows, and and just right. entertainment it's not a pieces. Idea. Exactly, but. LeBron James, somebody flipped the script on him and said, no, it was my idea. Oh. So he's actually, LeBron James is actually getting sued, uh, for this, the copyright infringement. By, by an Alabama fan? Yeah. So. Say no more. I don't know. I don't know if it's a Bama fan. Is it? I don't know if it's a Bama fan. So it's another company. Oh, another company. All right. Yeah. So claiming the idea was stolen from him. But, you know, this is Debo's note. LeBron does have 2,255 career steals. Yeah. Maybe is, maybe <laughs> theft. Maybe I he's see he's the a, way you did that. Um,
2: <laughs> I guess it's hard. It's probably hard. I mean, it, not probably. It is hard to prove whose idea
1: Exactly, ridiculous. But this is a big middle finger to LeBron James because he went after Bama, right. which I, I, I love. This company that's suing LeBron.
3: I don't think anyone should do. Like, just let him do what he wants to do and then... Nick Saban should do what he wants to do. I just right. think suing someone for, like, idea lose, purposes though? is bad karma. If the company
2: suing LeBron, Now everybody's you don't looking lose. up his it's, name. It's, They're it's, probably yeah. going to watch right. his. Great. This is I, I
3: completely it. agree. I have been, like, I didn't, I mean, I knew about LeBron's show before, but I never really watched it. Right. And I've already watched a little bit of it. So, like, yeah. honestly, who's winning? We're going to go ahead and get into what's socially relevant right now, starting with Alonzo Ball, who woke up his pregnant Girlfriend. So in the most outward display of emotion that we've seen from Lonzo Ball, this Lakers guard goes wild, seemingly wakes up his pregnant girlfriend at 3.14 a.m. Raju like this. It was all because he was winning a game of Fortnite. Check out what he posted on social media. What's the deal?
2: What is the deal? Hey, wake up. I feel like a chair. Um, How embarrassing is that for his soul? I I
3: feel like if I was that girlfriend, like I'm all for you, like winning Fortnite and being excited, like wake me up by your screaming, whatever. That's that's annoying. Don't videotape me sleeping. Seriously, and
2: and, like (laughs) she's pregnant, like she should be sleeping somewhere with like nothing going on, like. Give her a nice place to rest and whatever. And Fortnite, look, I, you know I love some Fortnite. Go in the other room, and play Fortnite, dude. Yeah, I agree. Let the girl sleep in the room. Go in the other room, and play it. And I need to see how he won the damn game of Fortnite. Like if he was, saying, if he was I'm a bush saying camping, oh. like, like, a plus, I don't know. Ain't nobody ever seen you get that excited about
1: no right. basketball, bro. I know. I know. So I know. here's something you guys don't know about me: I treat sleep with reverence. Yes, like oh. you, you sh- And I treat people who are sleeping with reverence like you that is respectful like, know, yeah don't mess with yes. it it's something it's a lesson i'm trying to teach my kids cuz they have zero respect for right, sleep right, like right. Cause i, cause I like to nap and yeah. i like need quiet i'm a light sleeper and that drives me nuts when people yeah. that like was disrespectful to his i i too friend. i agree and the tone in his voice i didn't like it
3: man. i did not like, like either it. we were all watching it so silent. and stylish. bro
2: look yeah. man she's pregnant bro like those aren't <laughs> those are blessings dog like you protect exactly. those
1: don't mess with that let her sleep somewhere all right, Debo's cooked up a new one for us. It's called Move the Needle. Oh, All right, so we want to tell you, if this moves the needle for you, does this do anything for you? Some of these uh, topics they are coming out, right. like, does it interest you at all? All right, D-Wade versus Kevin Hart. They're going at it back and forth, chirping on social media uh-huh. and at the games. Does it do anything for you? I liked it. I love it. I did. I liked it. I do, too. I think it's great for the game. Like, Kevin Hart, I think he's hilarious. Debo said he's over him.
3: I wish we could know what he said.
1: He's just yapping the whole game. But, But like, Wade
3: wasn't messing around. Like, his face was so serious Ah, when he was talking smack. Let
1: sleeping dogs lie. So, there were multiple stare-downs and multiple bleep-used during the game. But I think it's hilarious. No, I
2: think it's hilarious, too. And AI was – yeah, AI's there. He's a part of it. But this – Something like that can be just enough to get a guy who wasn't all the way, like, focused on a game in straight killer mode. And in the play, like, you just don't need D. Wade with any extra incentive. I've had plenty of situations where fans, right, have gotten under my skin to the point where I was like, all right, F you, buddy. Here we go. Right. And, like, that, you don't need a guy as good as D.
1: Wade doing that. Right. All right, uh, I have a picture in my mind of this segment because we're doing move the needle, like a little needle on a screen, okay. and like going like how okay. far touch. over it. does Here it go? go? Yeah. Uh Next up, Duke's one and duns. Does it move the needle for you? Because they had Wendell Carter. He becomes the fourth Blue Devil freshman to leave. Uh I think one and done. All
3: right. Yeah. Sixteenth ever.
1: Yeah. I don't. Uh, it don't, I don't, doesn't do anything for me. Yeah,
2: I'm
3: kind that's of. Doesn't do anything. No, I'm like those used guys are to good.
1: it. They right.
2: have the top damn three kids in the country and like four out of the top 12 they're gonna be fine
1: right right and i i just think it's become the norm of college basketball if you're good enough to go then go right it's yeah yeah. he was a little late to the party but now that he can get him it's like i'm all good all right next up how about college football spring games plus shenanigans florida state had salt and pepper vanilla ice Really? Rob Base? What? They had a they had a concert uh, after. Oh, Okay, that was the one i
2: meant. in. I went to a Salt and Pepper concert way back. You did? Yeah. Like, they, yeah. This is like actually
1: when they were going. Ah, yeah. Push it.
3: Yeah. Oh
0: my <laughs> gosh! It I was sent no all the photo from the spring game. So
1: does it move the needle for no. you? No, no, not at all. No. I can't. I have a really hard time getting into spring football too. There well, are some quarterback battles that are going up, on. Right. That was pretty good. Yeah, Hannah. All I need to know is who
2: is going to be. Under center for the Miami, for the Miami
1: Hurricanes. Uh-oh. Malik Rozier is still a little inconsistent, according oh, yeah. to Mark Richt. Uh, Who's it going to be? All right. How about Aaron Judge becoming the uh, fastest Major League Baseball player to 60 home runs? Does it move the needle for you? It doesn't, but that's dope. Yeah. know uh, it's uh, pretty cool. It only uh, took him 197 games to get to 60. It took Mark McGuire 202. I think it's cool. I don't know. I mean, it's like it's enough for a quick read and a podcast. Yeah, I don't really think we're gonna dive you know what deep I mean, into you know it. What
2: I know about him though. Seriously, like he was all state in three sports. Like oh yeah, basketball, football, and baseball. Like he's just a, a really, really good
1: athlete. No, he's a monster for sure. All right, how about the switch? This is something I like to talk about a lot because okay. I think, I, and it's something you see with the Warriors. I think you, and I dealt with it personally. Oh, you mean the switch? The switch. When you say, no, 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 no. No. The no, this is the actual, so when you talk about teams and they're bored during the regular season and they're going to flip this proverbial switch, like, no. Hey, they're just going to turn it on, bump it up a notch and go. I've seen it burn teams in college football. Ohio State was incredibly talented coming after a, a, a championship Florida state and they're thinking, we'll be fine. We'll just, we'll turn it on when we have to, but my fear for those teams is when you go to flip that switch and it doesn't come on
2: yeah well in those scenarios like in one game scenarios that's that proverbial switch becomes super dangerous because right you, you if like in the NBA let's say LeBron's gonna flip a switch well he could game one it maybe potentially lose and if they, the switch like is what happened between one and two you're still fine you know like um but typically you can see that done with champions mm-hmm. guys who have already been through the rigors of the postseason probably more than one time. Um, so they know exactly what to expect, exactly when, you know, they have to turn it on, and they can kind of summon that because they've been through it before. You typically – young teams can't do it. They've never been through it before. Um, but older team, guys that have been to championships two, three times, especially when that core group is staying together – there, it's no problem to do that.
1: Because it looks like the Warriors have flipped the switch, but I still think it can be misleading, especially playing against the Spurs without Kawhi. I just yeah. don't think the Spurs are as good as we thought. So I'm still a little bit cautious of jumping all in and saying the Warriors are fine. They have no issues.
2: They are way better than they looked at the re- end of the regular season. Some of that has to do with who they're playing the Spurs. But I just watching them, they look like they're clicking better offensively and there's more... There's more attention on the task at hand. Like they're more focused, clearly, in my estimation. Um, but I'm with you. I I think and we've talked about it before, like if Houston's playing well, I still don't know that it's enough. I think Houston's really good. Um, you know, defensively sometimes is where it's hard to flip the switch. Offensively sometimes you can you can do it. Defensively it's hard, especially when you've established culture kind of like Cleveland has, where they haven't defended all year. Um, so that's interesting.
1: All right, welcome back to off the bench with Danny Cannell and Rajah Bell. Let's do some topics. Debo, what do you got for us?
0: So there's seemingly a lot of Debo's in the sports world these days. One just retired, that's longtime Steeler, but not to finish his career, James Harrison finally announces his retirement at the age of 39. A man made for a workout post on Instagram, Debo slash Harrison leaves the game with two Super Bowl rings, five Pro Bowls, and maybe a little bit of animosity towards Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, it got a little weird last year when he was cut. He wasn't thrilled about it, but at 39 years old, he's had an incredible run. Like it's time to go. Yeah, I like, I like a lot of posts about it too. Yeah, it was really nice. A lot of football. Yeah, for sure.
0: Attack the day, not just the name of a Kirby Smart saying. Now the acronym for Georgia kicker Rodrigo Blankenship's new rap song, but it's not Rodrigo. It's Blanco. That's the rap name with the track A T D.
1: <laughs> so, if you could picture what a rapper looks like in your mind, and then you pictured the exact opposite of what you think a rapper it. should look like, it's Rodrigo Blankenship. Glasses, know. goggles, like, rec specs okay.
2: under the helmet. Anybody that wears big black
1: flame-framed,
2: like, rec specs under a helmet is like-
3: I don't know if I like the song.
2: Yeah, it's alright. It, like, yeah. the
3: beginning is so dramatic, and like, we get it, we get it. If you yeah. were in college,
1: and you had access to GarageBand, all these different beats, would you have laid down a rap? Hell no, I wasn't in a rap like that you were not no i mean oh, that's I, the problem I that's we the really problem are. with oh, the rap, yeah. is that like I everybody i did think like a rapper. Rapper.
3: <laughs> everybody thinks they can rap right, these yeah. days you just can't like and like he did have like he had a good thing going there a little bit in the first verse but
1: my wife i would have hit the next dated a, a football player who wanted to be a rapper And he, like, put put down some tracks. And I almost, like, when I heard that, I almost stopped dating my wife. I was like, how could she go out with this guy?
3: make her listen to it?
1: I think so. Yeah. I'm Uh, assuming that. I dated. Push him up. Couldn't do it. (laughs) Yeah. All Right. Because I was a better rapper. (laughs) All right. What else you got for us?
0: All right. So the NBA top jersey sellers list released on Tuesday. Steph still leads the league. Not surprising there. Braun after him. Then KD. Then Giannis and Kyrie to round out the top five. Here's a reminder that you can get a Danny Cannell Youth Medium Giants jersey on eBay for just nine ninety nine.
1: Uh, bam! Uh, and I'm up now. I Wait for mind. this one. Yeah. An
0: autographed large Phoenix Suns Raja Bell jersey. Five dollars.
1: Ninety nine. Six dollars <laughs> ninety nine. <laughs> I hope you Shut bought up. them up for the show.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. You need to Yo, just start snatching them up and buying them Wait, up. It's yeah. Fine.
2: Wait, I could get my autographed jersey for six bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I need that though because I right? like people ask me for jerseys. Like my, exactly. I don't have any anymore. Scoop it up. I need to get that. I'm going to get, get that. I buy you my own can jersey.
3: Control. Can we have that?
2: It costs like it costs hundred dollars to get a jersey from just. From the NBA store. Exactly. Guys,
3: if I autographed anything, it would become, like, worthless. Like, actually worthless. Well, I
2: think that's what happened. Like, it literally (laughs) cost over $100 to get my jersey if I had it made at the NBA store. (laughs) My signature has devalued it to (laughs) be
3: 6
0: bucks. I need that.
3: Oh, man. At least it was $1 up from what you get. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right. So, Brett Favre, he fumbled 177 times during his career. There was the whole Crocs thing. Uh, And apparently another fumble as the Hall of Famer reportedly flubbed his Monday night football edition for the opportunity to replace his friend John Gruden in the booth.
1: I love Brett. He I played in his golf tournament a bunch. He's a really good dude. He has not been the best broadcaster. And I, I it's not even like I think he's you know he's obviously got a credible amount of insight for the game, but he struggled in trying to do it. And so did Joe Montana. Like, like Joe Montana. you know wasn't how he good. flubbed it? No, just like reports out. And like he oh, wasn't okay. hired. ESPN like told him we're not interested anymore. That sucks and that that. It does suck. Not
0: that everybody he wasn't too interested either. <laughs>
3: uh, uh, I would say that, But too. see, like
1: and you guys make fun of me because I bring a lot of energy to the yeah. podcast. Like, he is not into bringing energy, and you kind of have to to be in that yeah. role. Right. That's not an easy thing.
2: That's no.
3: It sucks that that got out, though. Like, it does audition, suck. I'm yeah. like, oh, we've all, like, right. we've all been there. So, right. poor guy. Okay,
0: final topic. This one's solely for Hannah. Drew Thompson, just give me your reaction.
3: I had no reaction. I, I actually oh, don't care about, about baby names. Yeah, so this is oh. the name of Khloe Kardashian that- and Tristan Thompson's. Oh daughter oh. named True Thompson. Word. I made the joke that it should have been false. Like, uh, like uh, but I, um, I, I turns out Chris Jenner announced that this was like a family name or whatever. I, I was only sad because the fact that she went with a T means that, she, <laughs> sorry,
1: I'm a fan I'm of the
3: The fact that she went with the T means that she's sticking around with Tristan Thompson. Meaning if she went with a K name, that means that that baby was going to be a Kardashian. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, totally but she totally. stole the name, Sam Ponder and Christian Ponder. They have a yeah, baby. They have a baby named True. 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 Is it yeah. a boy or girl? That's a boy. Yeah, see, Bro. I think it's a boy name. Yeah. Honestly,
3: I don't care. Stealing it must suck names. to be a teacher in LA. <laughs> yes, it Too would be. His kid names are out of control. All
1: right, we'll see what the next one is because that one's coming soon. The in a year? Man. Yeah, they're definitely staying together. They're gonna have a whole. In
3: a year? In a yeah. Year. Hot take. <laughs> <kid. laughs> there they come, right I'm like, there. What? what are you talking about? There nope. were all the Kardashians have babies already. No, they
1: have to have the makeup sex. <laughs>
3: I mean, unless he has a baby with That's a wrap. Yep, let's just (laughs) wrap
1: it up right now. That has been Off the Bench. Uh, Make sure you check us out on Twitter and Instagram, at Canal and Bell. Go to iTunes, subscribe, download, check us out anywhere there are podcasts. And it's Friday, the next episode, so leave us those five-star reviews. When you leave a review, ask us a question, anything you want, and we have to answer them. We are obligated to answer them. All right, have a good day. Thanks for listening.